Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Okay, y'all, Texas Prison Story family, thank you for watching. This is going to be probably our most interesting episode right here, the one that everybody wants to know about. We have Mr. Lee A. Larry, Ph.D., 42 years on the inside in Texas prisons, y'all. Mr. Larry's did everything from working in the field to working on death row. So this it's, is a hell of a story here. Mr. Larry, thank you for coming, sir. Thank you for having me. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about this episode about the Terror Terror Dome. That's also now called the Polanski Unit. Uh, Mr. Lee, how many times were you on Polanski Unit? I was there once, and I stayed there a little bit over three years. You stayed on Polanski three years? Yes. What's located at Polanski? It's in Livingston, Texas, about 40 miles outside of Huntsville. I'm saying, what do they have over there that nobody else has? Uh, death Row. Livingston, Texas is where we have Death Row. Hey, Mr. Larry, uh, when you first entered the system, where was Death Row? Death Row was at the Ellis Unit. Ellis Unit? Ellis 1? Yeah, was, was there such thing as an Ellis Two? Yeah, Estelle used to be Ellis Two. They changed it to Ellis to Estelle. Okay, I've always wondered why the old timers say one, but but they don't. Okay, anyway, uh, all right, Polanski Unit. When you got there, Polanski Unit, man, it's it's notorious, Mister Larry. I ain't gonna lie. When I was in the system, if a man got a transfer and he said to Polanski, he wasn't happy. He never liked it. What was it like over there? Oh. Uh, Beach side is real bad. It's a lot of youngsters. It's a lot of gang units. It's a gang unit. It's a gang prison? Yes, a gang unit. Almost everybody's a member of something that's assigned to that unit. But if you're on A-side, it's really laid back on A-side. You won't even know you're at Polanski unit. Really? You don't see nobody fighting that much. You see, rare. You see, now, they have fights, but it's rare. You don't see nobody get stabbed. Now, you go to B-side, that's a madhouse. And let me tell you something. Oh. That's by design? That's by design, right. That's yes. how they have it on purpose. They got it that way on purpose. Is uh, is the inmate population kind of the same on both sides, or are they different? Yeah, most of the guys on uh, B-side, on A-side, came from B-side. But once they get over to A-side, they kind of chill out. On B-side, you got you to gotta catch the square with a lot of people. Right. They come back and chat. They're going to fight every day. Out on the wreck yard, you're going to see fights every fucking day. And you get to... Uh, a side, it's chill, man. Everybody just just going to wreck, chilling. Okay, cool. Uh, what side did you live on? I started out on B side. You started on B side, and listen, that's something that that uh, a lot of Texas prisons do, folks. They do a a reward system right there in that prison. They'll have a terrible side and a good side. They'll start you on the terrible side, and you got to work to get to the good side, right? So you started on the bad side. Uh, how old were you when you hit Polanski? Ah, oh, I was in my I was in my fifties. Are most of those guys a little younger over there? Yeah, they're young. Now the guys on A side are older guys. They matured. The guys on B side are eighteen year old, nineteen year olds. A lot of those guys on B side. So holy cow, you was over there with the youngsters there, yeah, huh? Over there with the youngsters. What was that like? Pretty exciting. It was wild. But they got a little thing. They had uh, Friday night fights. If you forty five and above, you ain't got to participate in the fights. Every Friday, 
You got to, you got to call out somebody. You must fight. You gonna call out somebody? Call out anybody you want to. So, it's gonna be a head up fight. So what they calling that Freaky Friday over there? That's right. They escape Friday. Uh, Freaky Friday will be at uh, Robinson Unit. Robinson. Okay. Freaky Friday is something that they do in TYC also. Uh, Mister, what he's telling y'all on Friday nights in Texas prisons, if you don't call somebody out, you get called out, and that's what it is, man. And until you're the age of 45, every Friday you're going to fight somebody. So what that does is make sure every man coming out that Texas prison either knows how to take an ass whooping or give one. What's that? How you think that? Oh, now let me see this. Listen, you told me that you went ahead and volunteered a couple times, Mr. Larry. Yeah, I, I would go out there. Some of the young guys would say, Say, school, man, you sure you can whoop that young dude? You want me to fight for you? I say, no, I had these leather gloves. Had the fingers cut off. I had a pouch sold inside of them I made in the craft shop. And a piece of steel I'd slide in. And I'd knock your damn head off with that steel. I got steel in both gloves. All I got to get is one blow in and the fight is really over with. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this, <laughs> these young punks coming out of... Playing with Mr. Larry, they probably 21 years old, can run 20 laps, 500 push-ups, and they don't know they're about to get that steel to their nose real quick and just be over with, man. <laughs> That's what happens in Texas prisons. It's your brain that wins, you know what I mean? You come out there smart, ready to take them out, man. Wow. Listen, that Freaky Friday thing is something that, that they're not even going to be able to relate to or a Friday night fight. Did the police know about that? Yeah, the police be standing in the picket looking, laughing. They having fun? Having fun. Nobody, they know when the fight is over with, it's over with. Guy ain't going to come back and try to stab the guy. It's over with. You see them two next guys, they might be sitting there smoking a joint together. Right. Yeah. Just got through fighting. Mutual so. respect now. Yeah. yeah. And listen, man, how many times when you were there did somebody punk out and didn't go? Well, I've seen that several times. What happened? I, I can't uh, When the doors finally opened, uh, they, them youngsters just... They gotta tell you this, hey, you gotta when they call a child, go to the warden and don't come back. So they're telling you straight yeah, up, don't come back. Yeah. yeah. Or they just beat you off the cell block. Yeah. They might give you you ain't gonna get none of your property. They're gonna take all your property. Yeah. Well, that's how it's going in the federal system right now, too. Honest to goodness, we we will give you that chance to get out of here, so we don't gotta sacrifice ourselves, and that's a better thing now. But uh. Now, I can understand you do a violation, you get beat off of that thing, but it is actually better to let them pack up and go, you know what I mean? So, uh, how long did you have to stay on that B-side? I stayed on B-side uh, nine months. Nine months. When you were over there, uh, you had one of the most special jobs I've ever heard of, Mr. Laird, in the system. Can you tell me where you was working over there? I worked death row. You, I mean, you worked death row? Yes. When you work death row, what does that mean? I mean, tell these people what that means. What do you do? What's your job? Uh, I go in there and clean up. Uh, I help them pass out uh, the jumper suits. Uh, You're basically kind of like the trustee back yeah, there or something. Yeah, when I get through with everything, I run errors for those guys. They want to send me homeboys on other wings, kites, uh, cigarettes, or weed, or sometimes a cell phone. Yes, that's what I listen. What I wanted to know, too, and what we would like to know. And we don't want to get nobody in trouble or specify nothing like that, but those men on death row, do they have availability to some action back there? Yeah, if you got money. Texas prison is all about money. If you got money, you can do what you want to do. you got to yeah. have money. Even in death row, right? Even on death row. Yeah. 
even on Texas death row, folks, you can do what you want to do. So I'm sorry, and I'm I'm not a good interviewer, Mr. Larry. I apologize, but I need to go back to you something. You told me when you first hit the system, though, death row was on Ellis. What happened? Why did it move? Uh, guys, uh, a group of guys escaped. Uh, death row used to have the same privileges like general population. They'd go to work. They eat in their own little dining room. Uh, they had cell partners, had TVs to watch. Really? They had their own wing or something? Yeah. But did they mess with the normal population? Did they walk past y'all? Yeah. Really? Treated them good. They treated just like general population inmates. After that escape, uh, they changed all that. They transferred them to Polunsky. After you told me about that, Mr. Larry, I actually Googled a little bit about the death row transfer. They said that was the highest security transfer ever in the history of the world at that time. That they brought all the men like under uh, a caravan of everything. You know what I mean? It was pretty pretty awesome. But so uh, when you got to Polanski, but no, one more question. I'm sorry. When the men back in the days were death row available to general population, okay, were they taking people out and acting wild, or was death row guys just kind of muted and calm? Cause death they were row dead? guys were the ladies. That guys was because they didn't want to lose their privileges. They would punish death row guys like they did general population. If you mess up, they put them in solitary confinement, take them off of work eligible. Now you stay locked up in a cell 24 hours a day. You can't go work like these other guys, go wreck yard and go to commissary. You don't do nothing, just stay in your cell. Okay, well, what do you think happened? Did somebody mess that up? Yeah, when they escaped. Texas is like this whatever you do, they react to it. In Texas, you know one thing you got consequences for every action. They're going to punish you. They're going to they're gonna pay attention and take away whatever you That's just messed right. up, huh? Yeah. That's why Texas inmates have, don't have anything. They done took everything away from them. Okay, then this is what uh what I wanted to, and I apologize for jumping around, people, but when you were at Polanski Unit and you were actually working death row back there, uh, how did the inmates treat you? Well, you, you go back to working death row, how I got the job, a female uh, major, she stopped me. On the sidewalk, I had I had a good job, and she asked me. She said, "Hey, we need some help on death row. Will you go back there and help me out?" She said, "They stab all the guys who work back there, throw hot water on them, so everybody's scared to go back there to work." That's what and, they were doing to the men working. Yeah, cause some guys go back there. You know, they tell you when you get that job, "Hey, don't pass nothing for these guys. Don't smuggle nothing in here." Right. And so some guys will say, "Man, I'm not gonna do that." Oh my. And. I went back so they, there. They don't like if you're not helping them. Of course, they're, they're going to run you off. Right. You ain't going to work back there. Right. So I, my first day back there, I went to F part, which is a level three where guys got nothing. They throw piss, throw shit, blood. They sell. They had trays all over the damn place, and I gave them a little speech. What'd you tell them, Mister Larry? I told them, Hey, man, uh, I got life sentence. I've been here all my life, and I'm not afraid of getting disciplinary. And when I get through cleaning up, I run arrows for you guys. When I told him this also, when one of y'all throw something out here on me, when you come out the shower, I'm going to fuck your world up. When you come out the shower, I'm probably going to get the death penalty. I'm going to beat your damn head in with an iron pipe. You come out here and throw something on me, you, you done fucked up. I don't give a damn about the consequences. You done fucked up. Did they believe you? Why didn't nobody try to? <laughs> Hell no, they didn't, did it? Because this is what he's not explaining, folks. They're coming in and out of that shower handcuffed. That's right. They got and Mr. Handcuffed. Larry going to be out there with that pipe in Texas bashing that damn head in, huh? <laughs> That's crazy. All right, Mr. Larry, we're going to close this for a minute, but I want you to just explain just uh, 
explain to me what you've seen in them men from death row. I don't care if it's good, bad. How how was it looking in their eyes, man? Some of the guys on death row are real moody. Got bad-ass attitudes. It's understandable. He's facing the death penalty. Absolutely. Some don't want to talk. Some almost snap at you. So I, by me as a, hell, a convict, I, I didn't try to be friendly with them. Guys would talk to me, hey, uh, it's this I so-and-so, so-and-so, man, what they got for child? What the commissary got in the new items? Oh, if you talk to me, I'll talk to you. Just go up starting the conversation with those guys. I didn't do it. Okay. Hey, explain one quick thing about what convicts don't do that, do they? They don't walk up and start conversation no, with people they don't know. How would you care? Just give me one minute, man. Just explain convict. Can you do that, man? Just the difference between a convict and an inmate, and then we'll let that go. And how all inmate is disrespectful, kind of. All a convict is is a guy in a maximum security prison who know how to get away with things. He don't get caught on every damn thing he do. That don't mean you bad or you tough. That means you know how to survive in a maximum security environment. That's all it means. Where an inmate going to get caught up, uh, he going to be standing up there trying to masturbate on the female guard. I'm going to do it different. I'm going to try to win the female guard while I can fuck her and she can bring me something in. I ain't going to masturbate on her. I'm right. going to try to get I'm her for To, the, to the next level. That's right. And that's what it is, honest to goodness. And uh, what he just explained, I did time with convicts and inmates, and we were mixed. It sucked. And as you get older in Texas, you start going around more convicts. And what he just explained is the only difference is convicts are intelligent. Inmates are dumb. That just is what it is, y'all. Thank you so much, Texas Prison Stories. Mr. Lee A. Larry, thank you for coming to Galveston, sir. We sure appreciate it. Y'all need y'all to go check out his book. The link is in the description below. It's Mr. Lee A. Larry, Islam Demystified. It's available on Amazon, y'all. We also put his PayPal information if anybody wants to donate anything. And thank you for watching, y'all.